In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The story of St. Thomas, which we read in our Gospel lesson, has always been very intriguing to me. And if I'm honest, I've never known quite what to do with Thomas. Because initially I think the often repeated title of Doubting Thomas is a bit unfair. It's an interesting piece of this story that many forget. When Jesus first appeared to the disciples in verse 19, Thomas wasn't even there. And John goes out of his way to say this explicitly in verse 24. And remember what Jesus did here. He extended his peace to them. He showed them his hands and his side, the very thing Thomas wanted. And he breathed his spirit onto them. So Thomas didn't have this initial experience. And I've often wondered what sort of state the other apostles would have been in if they hadn't been there either, especially because John tells us that they had locked themselves in a room, essentially hiding in fear. That's not the best picture of what faith looks like either. We also have to remember too, and we got this in the evening prayer lesson tonight from John 11, that after Jesus says he wants to go to Judea, even while the Jews were seeking to kill him, all of the other disciples cower back. It is only Thomas that says, let us also go that we may die with him. But either way, as the story progresses, I can start to understand the title a bit more. While yes, Thomas wasn't there, the nature of his lack of faith begins to stand out. And it's not just a doubt. So here I'm back to not liking the title. It's more than doubt. I think it's a bit of a misnomer. There's a certain stubbornness, a certain refusal to believe. Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And perhaps most notably with this is that Thomas continues with this attitude, even with the witness of his friends. He doesn't trust their experience when they said to him, We have seen the Lord. But I think it's amazing then what Jesus does with Thomas. One, he comes to Thomas. And two, he does something to remove his barriers to belief. This actually seems to be the theme of Jesus' work throughout all of John's Gospel. From the beginning in the prologue when he described the Word who condescended that is, who descended to take on our flesh and dwell among us. And then in chapter 20 as well, this is what Jesus seems to be doing. He continues to descend even after his resurrection. So we see this with Mary Magdalene, who is mourning, then with the apostles who are afraid, and then with Thomas, who is stubborn. He comes to them and he removes their barriers, be it sadness, fear, and doubt, and stubbornness. And it's interesting, from our collect, we learn that God did suffer, that is, permit Thomas to be doubtful for the greater confirmation of the faith that would follow. This experience led Thomas to give arguably the highest expression of faith in the New Testament, my Lord and my God, which is a commendable prayer of Eucharistic piety, that when the priest elevates the sacred body and then the sacred blood after the words of institution, that one acclaims, just like Thomas, my Lord and my God. 
Now, I think there's a way of interpreting this story that leads to making a virtue out of Thomas's doubts and stubbornness. This is clearly not the case, and we must remember that Jesus rebukes Thomas. He says, Be not faithless, Thomas. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. The point of the story is that Jesus, one, used this to lead to a greater confirmation of faith, and that, two, Thomas's lack of faith does not overwhelm Jesus. Jesus could handle it. So what's inspiring about the story is that even though Thomas has these imperfections, Jesus still comes to him in the midst of them. And then Thomas has a real experience of Jesus, a true experience of his grace, which transformed him and led him out to mission, according to tradition, further than anyone else. And he died a martyr for this faith, which he once doubted. So even in the midst of our doubts and our stubbornness, we pray that Jesus would come to us, that, he, that we would have a true transformative experience of him, which would then send us out to on mission. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.